the only true currency in this bankrupt world is what you share with someone else when you're uncool. She said that every living creature on Earth dies alone. Hey. It's bad dog Hope is a good thing. Maybe the best of things. And no good thing ever dies. I'm not The more you know who you are and what you want, the less you know. I've had a rough year, Dad. You want an unwritten life? I want an unwritten life. I just don't know what I'm supposed to be. I think you just gotta find something you love to do and then do it for the rest of your life. Boring conversation anyway. Settling in for this long, boring conversation. <laughs> I think it's the first time we've ever used the title at the beginning of an episode. You might be right. Maybe uh, Marie can tweet us and let us know. Hey, Marie, weekly shout out. <laughs> there are ways to get weekly shout outs from us, but we don't announce those in any way or promote our show. So if you become one of those, lucky you. But for now, it's Marie. Well, it's like it's like a, it's like a puzzle. You know where this podcast is and it's also hosted on a website with other podcasts that do give out our information. So that's true. That's true. Yeah, I'm on one episode of that where I think I give out my information. I think I say where people can find me. I don't know. But you don't know I'm on it until like 20 minutes into the episode. Yeah. You know. Do you do your summaries and stuff with like information on what's on the episode? Um, um, for the people that are paying for it, a little bit. The people that are getting it for free, not usually. Well, I'm paying for it, and I had no idea. So, thank you for the work. <laughs> so it's usually like a one sentence, like tongue-in-cheek kind of thing. So, I should probably do it for iTunes too. We might get more listeners. But anyway, did you ever see that Tom Hanks movie, The Circle? No, it looked terrible. Yeah, it's supposed to be terrible too. I may watch it soon. <laughs> <laughs> it's got Emma Watson and it's got John Boyega. Um, I mean, yeah. Not going to make it good though. No, I know. So I watched Pacific Rim 2 the other day for the first time um, on my screen because, you know, why else would I watch the monster movie? Um, and John Boyega is a star, man. He's so good. Yeah, like, I really like him. Like he's he, and he's so good in this movie. And it's not like the greatest movie at all, but he's so likable. And I was just like, I was reading some reviews on Letterbox, and people were really snarky about like he's really trying hard here. I'm like, no, he's just that charismatic. And he's just in a bad movie. <laughs> yeah, why? Well, I, I don't understand that. Like. There is a such thing as charisma, and I don't understand why people will dismiss it when it's in a bad movie. Yeah, because I think what they do is they say all this charming stuff is really just a put-on because the movie's so bad there's no way he could be that good. Or, or an, an actor could be that good in that bad of a movie, if that makes sense. Like, there's a disconnect. Yeah. And I think it's so wrong because he is so good in it. He's he's plays the son of Idris Elba's character from the first. Have you seen it? I don't know if you've seen it. The first one? Yeah. No, have you seen the second one? No, I have no interest. 
Gotcha. Yeah, so he plays his son, uh, Idris Elba's son, and it's like 10 years later, and it starts off, and he's like, basically, he's stealing stuff to support a lifestyle of partying, because what's the point of, like, life? is not that he's really having some depressed crisis. He's just kind of like, things have been crazy and terrible, and we defeated these things, but they'll come back at some point and wreck the world, so why don't you just live fun? And that's what he's doing. And it's and then he kind of has to learn to be better, you know. And I I just think he sells all of it the the swagger at the beginning, and then sort of the humbleness as he goes along. And I just uh, I just really like John Boyega, which is why I might watch The Circle. I'm also liking uh, Emma Watson. You know, adding a Tom Hanks movie to my stats is never bad because so far he's the only nice one left. <laughs> uh, I don't know if he's the only nice one. But and by it, one, I mean of like that top tier eight level. Yeah, that's probably true. So I mean, I guess George Clooney's okay, but I mean, he's sort of a serial womanizer for years. But yeah. no one comes out and says he's a bad dude. They're just kind of like, we knew what we were in for. He and his pig were going to be happy and alone. Yeah. Oh. Anyway, yeah. I don't. Sorry, I'm just taking this all over the place. No, you're fine. I don't uh, really have anything to add to that. I've seen two John Boyega movies, so. You know, you can hear me talk about those on the other podcast. Have you not seen Attack the Block? Nope, never watched it. Yeah, I think you'd really like it. Just personally, I think you would like it. I like it a lot. It was one of those where I was like, I really have to watch this movie. And it just never fell into place. So I think I have a copy somewhere. I had a copy and then I loaned it to an old boss and then I left that job. And never got it back. I hate it when that happens. That's yep. why all my movies are at your house. Yep. <laughs> when are you getting your own place, by the way? JK. Um, <laughs> yeah, I kid. I kid. They're in my basement. They're not in my way. It's just funny. Uh, hopefully in uh, the next six weeks, maybe. I don't know. Depends. I'm like, things seem to be going okay here. So I'm kind of on the fence of like, do I pay off a bunch of stuff that, like, bills that I'm going to have to keep paying, like I owe for my iPhone and the old iPhone that got stolen for me, I still pay on it. So should I pay off that so that that's less money? Should I pay off, I, I didn't claim enough on my taxes so that I owe the IRS money? Like, should I go ahead and just pay that off so that it's $100 a month I'm saving? Or do I just budget it? Like it is. I'm at this like weird crossroad of not knowing exactly what to do. While also knowing that I should have already done all of this. So like I don't need anybody saying why why are you just doing it now? You don't need anyone saying that? Yeah, because I'm well aware of my incompetency with my money. So, so this is you telling me to not say all the stuff I was about to uh, say. I mean, if that's <laughs> what you're about to say, yes. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. So, I was going to make an X-Men joke, but that's about it. Look, I mean, the one I'm missing, I can't possibly afford anytime soon. So I, I keep just like my fingers are crossed that Bob's going to email me at any moment and then be like, cool, we got a deal set up. I think he's already forgotten. No, he's not the type. He's, he's going to randomly do it at some point. That's how he works. Yeah. Well, maybe it'll be next year when I've got like $1,200 to spare. So we shall see. So I want to know what 
crisis you had that you did not tell me about at all. And you were like, I'll tell you on the podcast, which is unusual for you because you don't usually talk about really personal stuff on the podcast. Well, I just figured, um, I don't know. I don't know what I figured. I just figured I'd talk to you about it here because it's a I'm form. okay with it. <laughs> I know. But you're asking my reasoning for doing it as no, well. No, no, I don't need another reason. It's just oh. weird. I was like, okay, well, like occasionally you'll like get into personal stuff, but you don't I partially I partially think I didn't have the time to spend explaining it via text and so I my solution and a reactive way was, I'll just talk to you on the podcast. And then I sort of signed myself up to talk about it, but now I'm sort of okay with the idea. So I'm just going to talk about it. Um, so two weeks ago, two weeks, let me think. So I went to the doctor last Wednesday. So yeah, so two weeks ago today, um, I was on the way home and had, um, have you ever had a stress ball? Like that you squeeze like at work or something. So I had uh, a pain in my left the left side of my chest and on my the top of my left arm like between my elbow and my shoulder like right in the center almost that i could only describe as pulsating the same way when you squeeze a stress ball and the stress ball slowly expands but then you squeeze it again sort of rhythmically um that was i would say like like on an eight out of ten scale and i'm not like a really pain intolerant person so it was pretty intense pain um that went on for about an hour or two and then it went away mostly because I like rested and got in bed and went to sleep. So it may have not gone away and I just slept through it. Um, but then during Friday, um, the next day, it, it wasn't uh, happening for most of the day. And then on the way home, same thing again um, or later in the day, it, it happened again. And it really freaked me out because it was worse the second day. And what do they say about heart attacks that you can get like it's all the pain in the left side and in your chest. It was, it was very symptomatic of that. Um, and just, you hear, I, I work in, um, I'll say to the audience, I work in the medical field in some fashion. So I hear a lot about sick people and the crazy stuff that happens to people. Um, also, uh, my best friend that people don't know our whole history uh, has a history of cancer and crazy stuff happening. And my father, you know two people with a history of cancer, shut up. <laughs> That's Logan saying he's not my best friend. Um, you're the only friend. That's the first time I got close to getting mad at you ever. That's how you're my best friend. Um, my father-in-law has, I guess, stage four cancer still. I don't really know what the deal. I guess he doesn't. It's very unclear, but he's been very sick. A lot of crazy stuff health-wise in my life this year. Um, and so I just decided I needed to get checked out because it was a really really unusual and very painful pain. Um, I called a nurse that night because we have access to like a nurse line and they walked me through all this stuff and determined I was definitely not having like pre heart attack symptoms. But if any one of like 20 things happened, I had to go to the emergency room like immediately because I was probably having a heart attack. Um, but they didn't happen. Nothing else happened. Um, and they went away. Um, so I went to the doctor and got a physical for the first time. Um, like I called them uh, Monday morning and scheduled it for, so not this not two date, not yesterday, but a week ago, Wednesday, um, got a physical and got checked out and took some blood work and stuff. And, um, while I was at the, um, physical, they, uh, they, f- like she was feeling my chest, like she was examining my chest, like pretty deep tissue and stuff. Cause I've gained a few pounds so she can just feel around and like seeing if she feels anything. And she found a lump. <laughs> 
<laughs> so I thought I was having a heart attack, and then she was like, oh, you may have cancer. Huh. So um, she sent me, she said, I, I want you to go get um, a couple of different scans done, like ASAP. And so I left that day and um, got the one appointment available in town at, Ch- at at the only location that Chattanooga Imaging, which there's like five of them, the only one they had available, like the only appointment at the one location in town, and I went to it. Um, which one was it? I ended up being the one downtown. It worked out a little bit nicer for me because I thought I was going to have to go to Udawa, which is like 40 yeah. minutes from where I work. And so, but ended up being just like actually was on the way to the one downtown when they called me and said, no, you have to go to Udawa past the one downtown. I was like 10 minutes past it. And they're like, no, 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 come back. <laughs> and so I drove. Anyway, it was a whole thing. Um, but uh, they did the scans and stuff. So for like a whole day, I was pretty sure I was going to die. Um, so is this where I get to know how you feel? I was just was sure I was <clears throat> going to die. I was pretty like I was well, well, what I'm saying is like because in the history of our friendship, you never like I'm never just like, hey, this is exactly what's going on. Because when things are bad, it's just like, oh, no, I'm fine until it's so bad that it's like, no, this is exactly what's going on. No, no, no. This has a happy ending for sure. I wouldn't be talking about it. I honestly wouldn't be talking about it at all. You and I would have had a private conversation at this point. Um, but, um, but yeah, so I got my scan results that day. Um, they were conclusively very clear. Um, no problem. No uh, markers. Potent- yeah, no okay. markers, nothing. They did an ultrasound and stuff too. So like just, there's nothing. Um, they did say from talking to them that potentially that I had just like a buildup of fatty tissue because in the last year I've gained 14 pounds in the last year. And they said that um, if that was concentrated to a certain point, which I know I've slowly built up, but I, I know in the last like three months is when I've gained a lot of weight, um, that that it's probably just a buildup of fatty tissue is what she felt and has nothing to do with what my pain was. So the pain remained a mystery, but this lump was um, within about six hours resolved to not be anything, which was fantastic. What was nice is the scan people told me the results, like the radiologist there talked to me about it. But then my doctor got the results and called me like immediately after getting the results, which I thought was very nice because she didn't have to do that. Um, And so like she could have waited till my follow up or something, you know, doctors will wait. I've I've seen with you and other people in this last year. So like doctors will just sit around on information. And so I like that she called. So it's Uh, funny. We were probably, well, no, my scan was almost a month. I was going to say we're probably getting a scan like almost at the same time. But I think mine was almost a month ago. No, it was two weeks ago. Well, so it's funny. They um, talking to them. This is my public service announcement. If we have any male listeners out there, so one of the tests I had done, I actually had a mammogram done, um, and um, one of the things they were talking to me about was how well I took the fact that I had to have one. And I said, "What do you mean?" Because all I was thinking about was, "Please God, don't tell me I'm dying." That's really all I was thinking about. And I'm a very polite person in doctor situations, so I'm just kind of rolling with whatever they tell me to do. And they told me I was being really, really good about it. And I asked them to just, "Why is that?" And it turns out like a ton of men get them. Uh, like they see people. They, they said like at least once a day. If we see five or six women a day for their regular mammogram, we probably see one man a day. And so it's like a lot of that. That adds up to a lot of men um, by comparison to anyway. And so she said, but most of them are really they hate the name 
and they they associate it with some like it's some sort of detriment to their manhood in some way and there she was like and you don't even understand we have guys that are like crossfit dudes who have zero fat on their chest whatsoever and we still have to give them a mammogram and because they found like doctors found something and then it could be cancerous and so um i just want to say uh dudes out there don't feel a stigma that gets you sick that you don't get yourself checked out because apparently it's really common that people don't get themselves checked out um, uh, for that sort of thing. And they told me that uh, breast cancer is essentially what it is um, or is what it is, um, is uh, doesn't cause pain in the chest. So men also think, oh, it'll start to hurt if there was something cancer in my chest. And it's not that they have a lump and they disregard it because there's no pain. There isn't pain. You just have a lump. And so um, so if you feel something new, get yourself checked out because having other symptoms, you don't have other symptoms with breast cancer until you're very far gone and in trouble. And so uh, get yourself checked out and there's no stigma. It's totally cool. And if you're cool about it, all the, uh, the people at the facility will think you're amazing because I got complimented and talked to like the whole time I was there for, just for being nice. Um, so there's my PSA. But yeah, I was good. I was okay. I've talked a lot. Any questions so far? <laughs> uh, <clears throat> um, so still no idea what the pain is, was? Well, I think I figured it out um, about a, a, a week later. So um, this would have been, um, no, I guess, when did I figure it out? Oh, you know, a couple days after the scan. So two days after the scan. Um, so backstory. Um so did I tell you my grandmother in Columbus who's been bedridden for like a year because she blew out her knee and leg um, uh, got a knee replacement two weeks ago? Uh, you didn't tell me about the knee replacement. I did know she had been pretty much bedridden. Yeah, they, they finally got her to a phase where they got her staph infection gone and just instead of taking her leg, which one crazy doctor was going to do. And we now know he's a crazy doctor because it was a totally – it was like, this is what we do to poor people. Let's just cut off the leg and move on from it kind of thing. Um, and and instead, we got that another That sounded doctor. so elitist. No, it's not that. I mean, my, we are uh, no, poor I understand. People. I understand what, what you mean. Um, my it family just sounded qualified like, so, for the poor people program. Um, also, and, and, so let me just interject. If you live in Columbus, Georgia, and you need serious medical treatment, do not seek that treatment in Columbus, Georgia. Please drive to Atlanta. If if you don't want to go to Atlanta, come to Chattanooga. I know it's further. I'll find you a place to stay. <laughs> yeah, but I'll help them. Stop getting treated in Columbus, Georgia. Piedmont and Emory, good places, do good things for good people in Atlanta. It's not I, that far. I, a friend of my mom's who was diagnosed with cancer, I forget what kind. I know. Trust me, I know all cancers different in different stages. Another. He died yesterday. He had not been getting treated but for like maybe a couple of months mm -hmm. and he got an infection and they gave him chemo anyway oh oh that's so bad anyway mm. i stepped no. on your story with a horrible like this guy died but stop getting treated in columbus people so. no, i'm with you. i'm glad you did because um i felt like i was talking too much no. um so so my grandmother, um, 
it finally qualifies after all this work. It's been a year. We thought she'd lose the leg. We thought she'd never walk again. Knee replacement means like new life. She'll have to have a walker because she's been bedridden so long and hasn't done what she needs to do to be more healthy. Um, but she would be able to walk. That means she could be a part of my child's life in some real way. And like we could see her and it could be a positive thing. Um, so a lot of hope in the idea of that. So the Thursday that she gets – the Thursday after her knee replacement, she had it on a Wednesday. Um, I find out that she um, – this all has a point – that she uh, rejected therapy and against medical advice signed herself out of the hospital where she had the knee replacement and had the bus from the nursing home come pick her up and bring her back to her room. And I don't know what you know about knee replacements, but if you don't get to therapy like immediately, yep. the knee replacement can reject and you can lose the knee replacement. Yep. So then we're like in a worse place, right? Yep. So then the next day um, of uh, post going back to the nursing home, I finally am able to get my grandmother on the phone and she's having – no, 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 no. I'm sorry. I'm stepping ahead. Um, so on Friday, um, I find out that – um, that I've been trying to call my grandmother for a week in this whole time period and can't get her. She doesn't have a cell phone anymore. Um, and I find out that my whole family knew that her line was broken and all different people have been in the room with her and could have called me knowing I've been trying to call her, but no one told me her phone was broken. So I could have just called like the nursing home and said, Hey, can you like bring a phone to my grandmother? I could have done anything. I just thought she had a busy signal. Um, cause she's like, people are checking on her, but everyone knew I was trying to get her. No one was getting in touch with me about it. Um, and on Friday I heard she was refusing all therapy at the nursing home. Um, and that information that my family, um, uh, wasn't telling me. So that, that Thursday and Friday were the days, uh, that I had the pain and I found both of those out, uh, as I was leaving work, um, and getting in my car, which is when I had the pain. Are we starting to see a correlation here? Yes, stress so, is a bitch, man. So, so, but I didn't put it together at the time. So I, I go get the the scan done. Everything's good. That's the Wednesday. The very next day, I finally get my grandmother on the phone. So this is like eight days after her surgery. I'm finally speaking to her, um, and it is like awful. She literally like throws up while we're on the phone. Like she's so sick and in bad shape, but she's having an allergic reaction to her medicine and she's not doing what she needs to do to feel better. And her medicine's for pain management because of her knee replacement, but she's not doing the things that will make things better. And um, she's getting sick on the phone and she has to go and like she literally like I have to go and hangs up with me as she's getting sick. I've never heard her sound like any of it. It was awful. Um, hang up the phone and guess what happens? I get the pain in my chest and my arm. Like yeah. immediately. And it just clicks right in that moment. It just all clicks. And I went, oh, my God, this is stress. This is like anxiety and stress. Um, so I have solved the issue. Um, well, you figured out what caused it. Uh, yeah, let, yeah, let me. Yeah, that's what I mean. Um, I solved the case of what it is. Um, but, the solution for stress and anxiety is probably death. <laughs> so. Um, I'm thinking, I'm thinking LSD. <laughs> um, no, I'm just kidding. That'll stress if me. If that works, let me know. <laughs> um, but no, I, uh, so I am doing, I'm doing the right thing for myself and I'm going to take some steps to, uh, I'm going to go talk to somebody. And, um, so again, this is, I guess my public service announcement, you can call this PSA for the episode <laughs> title. Um, but my public service announcement is that, uh, Hey, that's okay. And, uh, I'm going to do it because I feel like, uh, I think I'm unhealthy. 
compared to how I was a year ago. And I think a lot of my stress management has been around being a little more healthy. So I've become, I've, I've, I've switched a lot of things. I haven't had refined sugar uh, in like eight days, which is a feat for me. Um, and um, I'm doing, I'm, I'm walking and I'm eating very, very healthy. Um, and I'm trying to get in better shape for so my body is stronger. And then I'm going to go talk to somebody to work on my mind to see if uh, there's some maintenance I need to do there and take care of me. So that's yeah. what's been going on. I, uh, I got to get on that diet exercise thing. So... Well, I was honestly afraid just in case I, I left. Um, I didn't leave any room for air, so I got my blood work back yesterday. But I knew that would take about a week, so I haven't really started any hardcore exercising or anything. I've just been sort of walking a little bit more than usual. But now that I got a clean bill of my all my blood work yesterday, actually fantastic on most things, um, that uh, I'm going to get back to uh, – I'm going to start some sort of um, scheduled – plan uh, not with any goal of like lose x amount of weight or get into these pants just being healthier and all the rest of it will come with it you know yeah um and so uh, i also think that goals are very defeatist um because if you start exercising you actually gain muscle which means you gain weight and so if you start looking at those kind of numbers it can be very confusing um and very like disheartening so i'm trying to not do all of that and uh and just take care of myself so that i am okay this is the first time I've ever talked about anything like this publicly. Yeah, it's weird, right? It is, but I also feel like this is sort of the hope and point of this podcast. So um, I'm <clears throat> embracing it. Yeah, I've been doing it for three years, four years. When mm -hmm. did we start Mr. Robot? I mean, I think it's four years. Yeah, because next season will be the last season. Even though that's the fourth season, we're not getting one this year, so... No, I think it's three and a half because it would have been 15, 16, 17 or three seasons. We haven't had a season this year. So I think okay. you're like yeah. three and a half. Anyway. That, that podcast started with me being like, I have cancer. <laughs> so. So weird. Yeah, first episode was, I believe, recorded in a hospital. <laughs> was it really? Was I would Ryan have to go back and... It might not have been. I, and my first episode, I, I mean, like the intro episode we did, like the like, little teaser. Yeah, yeah. Um, it might not have been. I could be wrong, but uh, I feel like it was because I stayed with my mom for like the first week. I think I was out of the hospital, mm -hmm. and then I think we started recording proper like right after that. I could be wrong. I'd, I'd have to go back. I actually don't have the the first few episodes. Um, I, I have them on a uh, hard drive somewhere, but uh, it's packed up in storage. So I need to get on the old uh, server and <laughs> download all that stuff. Yeah, it's very bizarre because um, I forget that when you got out of the hospital, you didn't just live here. Because you've yeah. lived here long enough now that the time when you moved here has become more blurry in my memory. Yeah. And so it's 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 odd, very odd. So, so I'm I'm sorry your week was so up and down. Um, no, it's okay. It's okay because nothing nothing but good news. And for me, a explanation to the chest pain and stuff is much better than no explanation. Yeah. So it's like, hey, you know what? Yeah, just take the hit and 
learn from it and I think I'm taking some good steps and that makes me feel uh, like hey if it was bad if something good was if I eat less you know Reese's pieces pieces and I you know we get so much cake and donuts and cookies at my job all the time my boss literally walked by my desk today with a piece of cake. It was the biggest damn piece of cake I've ever seen in my life. And it was like it was like two bricks stacked on top of each other, just solid cake. And was like, you want some? I was like, I, I, I just, no. <laughs> but but uh, nine days ago, I would have been like, heck yeah, give me all of that cake. And so I'm, you know, it's good stuff. Good stuff in the results. Plus, I can yell at you about Twinkies and, and stuff on Facebook. <laughs> and dig at me about Reese's Pieces. So. Yes. Which... That I was see, actually that no, we genuinely keep Reese's pieces on my row, so it's not a personal oh, okay. attack. It's it's like my favorite. It's definitely my favorite movie candy. And but I was so hungry, I was like, I have to apologize to Spencer about this, but I'm starving, and I stupidly only bought popcorn and Reese's pieces for a movie where there are literally like twenty to thirty, sometimes forty minute stretches of no one saying anything. <laughs> It's pretty so amazing. The only thing you can hear is me going, oh. <laughs> 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 the, you know, it's funny. The worst part is is actually not the chewing of the Reese's pieces. It is the scrambling through the bag to get through because they make that they have those plastic yeah. bags. Because at least with the boxes, you could sort of just slide them gently out, you know? Yeah. But again, I'm all from that like Buster Bluth, like better to not be seen or heard kind of thing. Yeah. And so I've, I've gotten very good at being quiet at that stuff. But like, that's. The bag is the killer. They should when, make a no plastic bag sign or one of those stupid like jingles like they do about don't talk on your cell phones. Yeah. About candy and movies. Yeah, but then they sell it in the lobby. It's it's impossible. You know. You uh, sent me a video. What did you send me? Um, yeah. I meant to show. I've been meaning to show that to you. Oh, sweet. I'll make sure my volume's not up so nothing happens. I actually got that uh, over a week ago at this point. Tell people what I'm looking at while I'm looking at it. So he is watching a video of my dad who a year and a half ago had, again, don't seek medical treatment in Columbus. Went to the uh, actually almost two years. No. Well, year and a half, close to two years ago, he went to the hospital in Columbus, Georgia. Um, they told him he was he had heart problems which he probably does. He has a history of high blood pressure and all other kinds of things. Um, and that he needed to, to work on that. Then wound up in the hospital again, like earlier that next year, um, which uh, would be like January, February of last year. Mm -hmm. um, and they're like, it's your heart. It's your heart. It's your heart. Meanwhile, his toes were turning black. And eventually one of his feet turned black. And so they, the multiple people that would come see him were in this battle of it's his heart, but we have to amputate his leg. And eventually it became legs, but his heart's not going to make it. But I have a high school education and I know that when your toes and feet and whatever are turning black, you have an infection. And that is going to get into your bloodstream, and that is going to kill you. Gangrene can set in, and you will die from that. So, um, eventually, 
they got him into Emory. Like, I don't, miraculously, I don't, because he was adamant about, well, I like my doctor here. And, of course, you know, whatever. But he got so loopy that I, I guess they did whatever they had to do. My stepmother got him to Emory. He was at Emory for a day. This was around my birthday, uh, March of, uh, not this year, but the last year. He went into the hospital and uh, almost the next, actually, I think it was the next morning, the doctor showed up and looked at his legs and says, all right, we have to amputate this one right now. They cut it off below the knee. It was still infected. They had to cut it off above the knee. And then less than a week later, they told him that the other leg had to be amputated as well. That one, the below the knee did take. So my dad has not walked in a year and a half, probably closer to two years. He got his first prosthetic, which is below the knee. That one has to be first so that you can, because that's the only joint he has. So he has to be able to use that to stand up. And he could do that with crutches or a walker or whatever, but he couldn't walk. So a couple of weeks ago, uh, they finally had him fitted for his second prosthetic, which would be more like a, not a wooden leg, but kind of what people think of as a wooden leg. It wasn't going to have a lot of movement because there's no joint there. It's like a swing leg mm -hmm. with a built-in joint that he can operate to sit down or stand up and lock. Mm -hmm. But it was going to be, they told him, you know, like it's going to take a lot of practice. You're going to have to do a lot of physical therapy, yada, yada, yada. He went to uh, the guy to try it on. The guy put it on him and said, see if you can stand up. He stood up and immediately started walking. And that's what I just watched? Yes. Is that moment? Yes. It's it's amazing. It's it's incredible because he doesn't – I didn't know that was – I would assume that was after like months of work because he's, he's obviously putting effort into it, but he doesn't look like it's like – it's not climbing up a mountain like you would think it would be um, the way it looks from the outside I have no idea how it felt for him but it but it looked amazing like it's really moving to watch he walked uh it, it looks like if anybody's never seen it it's it's two rails kind of like what ballerinas use to do their uh whatever i don't know ballerina terms but you know one on either side for you to hold on to so he's balance up, balance beams balance bars something yeah like that. something like that so he's holding on to them to to help keep his balance and he walks to one end. He's about halfway in between the ends. Walks to one end, turn around, walks all the way to the other end. I called him. I was at work watching this, crying. And uh, I, I couldn't call him at work because we were so busy. And I called him when I left. And I was like, how did that feel? And he said, I'm so tired. <laughs> <laughs> I said, you just walked for the first time in over a year he's like but i didn't even go that far <laughs> that's a good attitude because that'll make him want to keep working for it oh if he sees it as not far enough he, that means he just wants to go farther yeah it really i mean not to make it about me but it really r reminded me of i don't know if you remember but one of the few things i remember about being in the hospital was when i started physical therapy because i'd been laying in the bed for I don't know, a week or more <laughs> yeah. whenever they started it, um, was they'd walk. I would walk like 20 steps down the hallway, and then he'd be like, all right, let's turn around and go back. I'm like, no, can we keep going? He's like, no, if we keep going and you give out, I 
like we you're gonna have to just lay in the floor until we get somebody or a wheelchair over here to get you back in the room mm-hmm. uh, i'm okay with that i just want to keep walking <laughs> so no i do i actually do remember all that because i know like i think your physical therapy stayed in my mind because one of your therapists was my neighbor at the time mm-hmm. um and so for whatever reason your physical therapy has always stood out to me but i do remember you walking so you, you were also like my father-in-law because my father-in-law, as soon as they could get him up and moving, that was one of the first pictures I got of him is him like, cause I sort of, I'd been to the hospital where he had his surgery, uh, one time, but we spent like a few hours. So I had a good picture in my head of it. And the picture you could tell he had walked like all the way down this very, very long hallway. So the pictures from the door of his room looking down this hall. So I don't know. I feel like the, the long walk down the hall has become like a symbol for, um, perseverance in the last few years um it was really really strange to see that um i'd hope to get to see him because i was in town last weekend Uh, the last seven days of my life have been the craziest like busy i don't think i've been this busy in the last two years it seems like every day it's just like oh i gotta go do this oh i gotta go do that i did so much in seven days um, but I'd, I'd hope to see him get trying to get around at least. And he, he was, there was so many people in town last weekend for my little brother's bar mitzvah that he was like, I, I just, I don't feel comfortable. What if something happens? I was like, no, it, it's your, you know, your recovery. No, I'm not, nobody's going to force you to do anything. I was like, don't feel like you're disappointing anybody because, you know, they don't get to see you, you know, walk, even though he feels it's completely embarrassing, which I understand. Like he it looks like a child trying to take its first steps and then realizing that, holy shit, I can walk. You know, it's very uneven. And but like for somebody who I've been watching walk my whole life. And for the last year and a half, I've had to seem in a wheelchair to stand up and be able to do that. I was just like, oh, my God, this is amazing. <laughs> so he said the, uh, the the guy that does his prosthetic was just like, oh, my God, slow down. <laughs> he, did, he just wanted to, he said he just told me to stand up. I started walking. He was just like, whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> Man, um, it's it's amazing. This I just this family of people and all the stuff that's been going on in the last year is just incredible. Yeah, and today is my nephew's birthday. So, that's right. One year. One year today. And that's so crazy. The kid has. So I don't think I talk about this much at all, and I certainly haven't talked about it on this podcast. But uh, you know, he was born with an addiction and had to spend the first however many months of his life fighting that, which is just such bullshit and makes me want to beat my sister to death, but whatever. Um, but I got to spend a lot of time with him this past weekend mm-hmm. and it's crazy. Like he, ha- I don't see any signs of anything like that. You might would think like no kind of cognitive, uh, like, uh, I don't issues. Know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like he knows, um, like I had my phone and I was playing some music. He loves music. I was playing some music on my phone, but what kind of music sees, does he like? Uh, what, anything that's upbeat. He sure. puts, he puts his hands 
up in the air and then just kind of waves them back and forth. <laughs> it's gonna adorable. Love, he's going to love going to football games. Yeah. So oh, he likes football. Too. He likes sports because it's a lot of movement. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, I was playing some music on my phone and he sees my phone. He loves electronics, anything he can interact with, which my mom hates because she's like, well, it's just teaching him to look at screens. And I'm like, well, at this point in his life, it like, I think it's helpful for us to know, like, can he, you know, can he hold the phone without dropping it? Can he, you know, if he touches the screen, does he know what that's doing? Or like, does he purposefully desire something? Like, that's like, yeah, yeah absolutely. So um, I was playing some music on my phone. He saw the phone, tried to go get it. So I moved it, like, around my back and, like, put it in my pocket. And he literally followed the sound. To dig it out of my pocket, which I know sounds like we're talking about a human, not a dog. So it sounds like, well, of course. But, I mean, this was a kid we thought, like, well, this could be absolute worst case scenario when he was born. Like, he might not ever function at all. Mm-hmm. Like, he could become a vegetable. Right. You know, because he was born addicted to all kinds of things. Yeah. And to just watch him, like... it. It's like, you know, those old wind up toys that have that, uh, like the motorized feet, like you wind them up and you put them on the ground and they and go, Uh if you hold him, he gets for after a little while, he gets antsy. And so you put him down on the floor. It's like one of those wind up toys. You put him on the floor and it's just whoosh. (laughs) Like, oh my God. So that's awesome. Terrible. But. At the bar mitzvah, he wanted to crawl around, and of course, there's people everywhere. So I took him out in the hallway, and uh, he wanted my phone. So I put the phone on the ground, like a few feet away. I was trying to get him to walk, but he wouldn't. Uh, put the phone on the ground a few to, few feet away, and he'd stare at it, and he'd look at me, and then he'd crawl after it. So it's terrible. I know. Don't tweet me. Um, I kicked the phone further down the hallway. <laughs> And he just kept laughing and chasing it. So, as long as he was laughing and chasing it, no one's gonna no one's gonna at you. No, he only gets mad when he sees it, and then you put it away. Then he's mad. Yeah. So as long as he thinks he can get to it, he's okay. That's so. Funny. You know, um, but yeah, last Thursday I left Chattanooga, went to go see Grease sing along at the Fox. Did you sing? I did. Nice. All the songs. Good. So even the ones that they don't put the words up for. So um, there was an ungodly amount of children there. A on a Thursday night. Yeah. B for Greece, which when's the last time you saw Greece? Long enough ago that I know the reputation it really has, but I'm the argument for why it's okay that they were there because I don't remember it being that dirty, but I know that it apparently is. But I was young enough to not get any of it. See, I've been, I mean, up until recently. As a kid, I, I don't think there was a week that went by that we didn't watch that movie. Enough that I haven't seen it in 15 years. I still know all the words to the songs. I know, I can't quote it front to back, but I know enough of the dialogue that it's annoying to sit next to me while I'm watching it. Right. You know, so I just, I guess I never realized it. But literally, well, not everything, but almost everything in that damn movie is about sex. Ever. No, I believe 
I believe you. Like I, every I phrase they say is some kind of innuendo. I was just like, oh my god, this is terrible. I can't believe my parents let me watch this. <laughs> I met your mom, I can believe it. Uh, Zing. Yeah. <laughs> so, um... <clears throat> so that um, was good. Yeah, that, that was a lot of... I went with um, one of my best and oldest friends. I've known her since literally first day of high school. <laughs> so... Um, she sat next to me and I listened to Guns N' Roses in civics class. And she was like, what are you listening to? I said, Guns N' Roses. Oh, I love Guns N' Roses. And then we've been friends ever since. <laughs> That's awesome. I mean, there's those like long stretches where it's like, I haven't talked to you in a year, but you know how that goes. So, yep. So then you went to the bar mitzvah was then Saturday, Saturday, Friday. I, what did I do Friday? I think Friday I was just kind of bumming around. Oh, family was in town Friday. So, like, coming in for the bar mitzvah. Um, so that was a whole, like, get to spend time with the family. And then um, Saturday was the bar mitzvah. It started at 9 at the temple. In the morning? 9 in the morning. Yep. And I left the hotel at 9 o'clock that night. Holy cow. Yes. So, but a good it, day. Oh yeah, it's one of the best days I've had, and I don't know how long. So that's awesome. Yeah, it was so much fun. It's so strange to see. Uh, it's weird enough that I'm 39. I have a 13 year old brother. Um, it's weirder that it's this kid that, I mean, for the first nine or ten years of his life, I mean, we saw each other almost every day. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, and to, you know, see him in their tradition, I, I, I have my doubts about 13 year olds being a man, but you know, whatever, I understand religious tradition so that he is a man now. So he also had his little girlfriend there and it was adorable. <laughs> they dance like the kids from Charlie Brown and it's awesome. Oh, I want video of that. I, I didn't get any cause there was uh, there was so much going on and i i had the baby <laughs> so it's just like but every time i look over they just be on the dance floor like with their necks like kind of poked out you know that's awesome bobbing back and forth with their hands by their sides oh yeah and i'm like oh my god this is the greatest thing ever how did um, he do because uh, you recite the torah right it's a whole thing he did really really well um there's a few uh, honestly there were only a few Hebrew words that he had trouble with. Uh, there's some um, there's some translation stuff that he had to say, I think. And then he had a uh, speech that, that he had written or had him and my stepmother had written that he had to say. And he had some trouble with those words, which uh -huh. kind of made me laugh. I was like, he got through the Hebrew stuff almost perfect. We get to the English and he's like, what is this word? <laughs> <laughs> that's um, awesome um but yeah so it was it was a lot of fun um that's good you know we went out out to eat with the whole family ryan actually got to to come and spend most of the day there before he was so worn out he had to go home yeah um and good then for him that night everybody stayed at the hotel and i gotta go back to my dad's house completely alone <laughs> oh really yeah i was like well this is great 
So I, it's the first time I've slept alone in a house in a, almost a year. How'd that feel? It was creepy. Well, you house sat for me. I guess I have dogs, so it's not technically Yeah, yeah the dog. I mean, there was nobody there. So, yeah, like oh. every noise, I was like, oh, God, is somebody breaking in the house? <laughs> I feel like that sometimes anyway, yeah. and I know who everyone is in the house. And then Sunday, my mother had her ill-advised birthday party for my one-year-old nephew, who I just talked about. Um, and I got to hang out for 45 minutes before I left. So, you know, whatever. But I got to see a lot of family. Um, and you go back. Do you go back Friday or Saturday? This yeah, weekend? I'm going back tomorrow. So That's cool, though. It's a three-day weekend, which I just realized for the first time uh, about – I guess at this point of recording, it was about four hours ago. <laughs> or no, it would have been about five hours ago. I realized, holy crap, I get a three-day weekend. <laughs> and Katie's probably thinking, no, I get a three-day weekend. You get to spend three days with your son. <laughs> no, 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 no. Her immediate thing was, oh, Mike, she didn't know either. And so she just flipped out. She's all about us hanging out. Oh, I know. Um, I'm just messing with you. But, so. but um, Y'all have but, this weird thing where you like each other, and I don't understand it. Yeah, I don't think we do either. <laughs> Most of the time, we're like, why do you want to hang out with me? Like, that's what we both say to the other one. Yeah, that's not my experience with relationships. That, that how, that's how it's supposed to go. <laughs> so we're, we're living our best sitcom life over here. Yeah, it's it's like old style sitcom, like Ricky and Lucy style sitcom. And Only just, without just... the implied, you know, physical abuse. <laughs> well, the um, the the best part is is that. Again, yeah, right. Minus the implied physical abuse. Some some days I'm Ricky, and some days she's Ricky, and some days I'm Lucy, and some days she's Lucy, which is nice. It keeps things fresh. We just never know what's going to happen from day to day. Um, and then so so, how did your week go up until I saw you yesterday? How did how did Monday Tuesday go for you? Uh, Monday was <laughs> work was pretty good. I found out that I had somebody else new to train. And, uh, that was You're so important. I was kind of upset. <laughs> I was like, what? I was like, the dude I've been quote unquote training is still an idiot and doesn't know anything. So like now you're giving me somebody else that I'm supposed to help who also not, I shouldn't say idiot. Well, no, the other dude's definitely an idiot. Um, <laughs> this guy's just nervous about everything. So, and I get, I'm, I'm not a good teacher. I'm really not. So that's kind of frustrating because I get like, why don't you understand what I'm saying? Like, am I speaking English? I'm like, I kind of. You're like, Chris Tucker in Rush Hour? Like, well, more like Dr. Cox in Scrub. Oh, yep, yep. Maybe not quite so much an asshole, but, you know, like when I say something and then 10 minutes later they're like, so what was that now? And I'm like, I'm going to murder you. I, I know I speak English, so, but, uh, yeah, that was fun. And then Tuesday we drove as a group cause I was voluntold that I have to hang out with the group. Um, Oh yeah. This is the thing I've forgotten about like three times. This is why we're recording on a Thursday and not like a Monday or Tuesday. Yeah. Um, uh, top golf, which I don't know if you know what that is, but it's like, it like a... except for golf bowling, except for golf. It's a driving range, but Uh it operates like a bowling alley. You rent a lane, and they have clubs available to everybody. 
they have like this ball automatic ball dispenser. You like wave your club in front of it. They have all yeah. these different games you can play. Did you golf? I, I mean, it wasn't really golf. It was more like just Did driving. You, but, I know, but you hit a golf ball with a golf club. Yeah. I can't picture this at all. So, Did you hurt yourself? Are you okay? Oh, I I was pretty sore this morning. That's a very intense motion. People underestimate the the physical strain of well, golf if you don't do it all the time. Yeah, and I also have I couldn't make them understand. They're like you're left-handed, so I'm like, no, but I like it's weird. I bat right-handed. They're like, but that's baseball. I'm like, uh huh. And golf is just baseball except you're hitting it off the ground. I can't swing from my left i have to swing from my right just like you know most people do they're like what i'm like just i know what i'm doing i know how this operates i know if i try to do it from the other side i'm going to kill somebody with the club (laughs) so (laughs) and so fine and then we get up there and i'm like i tried i was i've messed up a few times but i for the first time since maybe December, I realized that I still don't have a lot of feeling on my right side, shoulder, mm-hmm. or mm-hmm. neck, or anything. Yeah. Um, occasionally, I the neck I'm aware of because I'll sh- when I shave, like I I know I don't feel the razor really. Like I feel the pressure, but I can't feel the razor. Right. Uh, but my right side shoulder, like, still has no feeling. Like all the almost all the way down to like the breast has mm-hmm. very very little feeling, and so it also doesn't get a lot of movement. <laughs> so yeah, it was really difficult, and I hurt like hell today. But uh, you know, I had to drive a bunch of drunk people home. So <laughs> did you get some good dirt? Not did any, really. Did anyone try to make out behind the golf shed? No, that's a real but, thing. Uh, so we top golf here is not even here. It's like mostly to it's like the north side of Atlanta. So it was an hour and a half drive there, and then oh, an hour cow. and a half drive. Yeah. So from right, your act from your building. Yes. Oh. So it's over two hours from Chattanooga. Yeah. Um. So rather than drive home, one of the guys was like, "Well, you can stay at my house." So I was like, "Okay," because I, I was off Wednesday anyway. Mm-hmm. So I was like, "Fine, whatever." I wound up going in anyway that morning before I went to my doctor's appointments. And so, yeah, I crashed at his house, which is good because he was drunk off his ass. So I'm glad I drove him home. Um, oh, good Lord. Fun times. Yeah. Um, it was all right. It, it was just, I don't know. You know what it's like to be around drunk people. It, when you're not drunk, it's not fun. Like there's a level it gets to, but they always go over that level. And you're like, well, this isn't fun anymore because now you're just acting like a jerk. You think it's funny, but you're acting like a jerk. No, yeah, no, I know what you mean. I know what so, you mean. But Wednesday, how do, so you talked about some stuff. Do you mind talking about what happened at the doctor Wednesday? <laughs> no, not at all. What happened? So what's the deal there? You were talking, you said either another year or forever for immunotherapy. Why is that? Um, yeah, no, I can't make anybody understand this. Uh, I told my boss and also told my mom and they're like, I don't understand if they don't see anything every time they give you a scan, why do you have to keep getting treatment? So 
things occasionally show up on the scans, but they're small. And then the next scan, they're not there. So there's a better than good chance that things are happening, but they're not progressing because of the treatment. Right. So therefore stopping treatment could mean that, okay, well, you know, this is going to get out of control really quick. So continuing treatment with little negative side effects means at worst case, I have little negative side effects. And at best case, nothing is, you know, getting out of control or even really spreading or anything. So, cause that's the, the damnedest thing about cancer is that no matter where it pops up (laughs) the first time, like it can just pop up anywhere the next time. So, cause once it gets in, it has to do with what your lymphatic system, Mm -hmm. like once it gets in there, it can just spread all over your body. So, well, I just want to warn you that my wife is on the rampage and she is ready to like make you go holistic like her dad because her dad rejected all everything much to my frustration. And I think you and I even talked about it privately. We're both like, what in the world? It just doesn't make sense. It felt, and I think her dad struggled with this too, but it felt like giving up in a lot of ways. Um, and his last scans show no markers for cancer. Um, and his doctor is like, Oh, let's give you more chemo. Like he doesn't know how to explain it or deal with it. And it's like, just give more chemo. And it's like, no, no, he stopped chemo and he's getting better. And so Katie, I I just briefly mentioned this to Katie and she was like, if he lived with us, I would get him blah, 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 blah. And she was talking about how holistic your life would be. And she would torture you with health food. Um, but at the same time, um, I don't know that I can argue with her reasoning because her dad, I mean, miraculously, and like, I don't want to to be confused with anything else other than just amazement on my part, but her dad shouldn't be around today. Yeah. And, and he is. And so she's like, we could give him, if, if he would just commit to it, we could give him a quality of life. Like he's never known. Like she is like the army ready to recruit you. So well, next time you see her, be prepared. Well, tell her that y'all need to move closer to Chattanooga and get a little bit bigger house or something with a, you know, a basement that has air. Well, that doesn't bother me. Um, or, you know, some kind of, like, mother-in-law suite or something like that. I can pay rent. So. You know, don't tempt me because that's actually a fantastic idea to get me out of where I live. I mean, I'm down, you know, especially if it's, like, a mother-in-law suite. Mm-hmm. You know, that's just, like, me. Because it's not like, I mean, you've seen the way I live. So 90% of the time we'll never see you anyway. Yeah. So I live like a hobbit, you know. So this would be like, where's Logan? I don't know. In his room reading comics. So. Yeah. But anyway, yeah, no, we'll uh, we'll we'll follow up on that because um, I'm I'm working real hard. We almost rented a, a house in the bad part of town just because we wanted to move so much closer to town. That, that uh, I, I drive thirty minutes to work every day. I've been doing it for almost a year, and. Um, it's it's getting to me. Actually, the drive to work doesn't get to me. The drive home from work gets me. Yes. Every day I'm just like, fuck this. You're not in a <laughs> rush to get to work. 
No. You know, but like when you're done, you're like ready to be done. Yeah. And if um, you have to stop anywhere, it's an hour home. Yeah. So, so yeah. No, or, or if some asshat screws up and causes a wreck on the 24 split. All right, well, I'm sitting here. I'm in Eastridge. So, okay. <laughs> I can take the eat long way around through Eastridge to get home, and it's still going to take me close to an hour. So, because I have to go all the way around the damn mountain or whatever. And, and yeah, it's so frustrating. No, yeah. No, I know. Yeah. Well, uh, so then, I mean, now to get out of all of our, you know, navel gazing, because <laughs> we just got super personal for this whole podcast. Yeah. So. You, you sad about it? Sad no, about not really. I, I don't think we talked about the other part of that, the treatment thing. It'll okay. definitely be a year or it could be the rest of my life. So, Hey, you know what? At least there'll be a rest of my life. There it is. I mean, I hope you feel that way a little bit. I, I do. And I generally, it sounds weird, I really like going to the hospital. Like, I like all the people I see. They're always so nice, and I'm nice to them, and you know I don't mind any of that. It it's just the the frustration of like, well, there's just this thing that's probably gonna kill you one day, no matter what you do. I mean, I know we're all gonna die, but I mean, it used to be a mystery of how I was gonna die. Now yeah. it's almost definitely gonna be cancer. That's so crazy. Oh, man. No, I. so, yeah, we need to get you holistic and then get you all, like, fixed up. And you'll be like, no, the mystery's back. We're going to – that's what we're going to call it, Logan, bringing back the mystery. The mystery of how Logan's oh, going to die. We'll, we'll play that Sarah McLaughlin song, Building a Mystery, every time you eat something healthy. <laughs> well, that'll make me not want to eat something healthy even more. Oh, we'll play, we'll play it every time you eat, eat something, something bad. terrible. There yeah. You go. That sounds awful. Um, and we'll show you pictures of sad puppy dogs. Oh, my God. Um, so then, on top of all of this stuff in the last week, we did something, which I found to be really fun, uh, yesterday, which we alluded to at the top of this show. Uh, we went to see 2001 A Space Odyssey in digital IMAX. We did. How do you feel about it? Um, I mean, I really, really enjoyed the first half of the movie. The first half? Yes. Okay, that's fair. Which is odd because I think watching it any other time, I would probably be... Well, A, because the second half is pretty damn short. Um, yes. Oh, you mean like... So you mean pre-intermission and post-intermission? Yes. Okay. Yes. Okay. Um, but like the once the intermission got there, and it was a long intermission, but... I mean, they gave us the full intermission, and we, we didn't have warning. I knew they, you know, they had the intermission card, but like... It's not that long of a movie. Yeah. They could have just let it play through. And um, and they give you the full, like, I don't know, 10, 15 minutes, something like that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so that, once that, that second half, I was just like, all right, open the pod bay doors, Hal, whatever. <laughs> you know, like, it's just the whole thing. You know, I know where this is going, what's going to happen. I mean, I already knew anyway, but. I don't know. I feel like I've seen that part of the movie, or at least focused that part of on that part of the movie more than any other. Any time I've watched it, because it felt the least boring, and this time, oddly enough, it felt the most boring. 
So even though visually it's incredible and I'm it, ridiculous in dismissing it that way, but I was just like, yeah, I know where all this goes. So big giant baby. Okay. But the big giant baby looks so good. It really does. Like and the that, eyes moving. Oh, oh so so, good. so subtle. Because you're looking at it going like, oh, well, that's like a matte painting. Then the eyes move and you're like, holy shit, that thing's going to kill us all. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. It's Galactus. Uh, <laughs> Galactus is son of Galactus. Um, yeah, no, I, yeah, I loved it, man. I really did. And the more I think about it, the more I think it's one of the best, like, best things I've ever seen on the big screen. Like, it's just so good. Just so good. It looked incredible. Um <laughs> it was funny watching or discussing it with someone who I found out had never seen it before. Uh, your friend Keeler. Um, who, who you tried to spoil it for. Yeah, I, I legit felt bad about that, even though, like, I could tell anybody who'd never seen that movie, like, yeah, it turns out it's a big giant baby. And they'd watch the movie and be like, what the fuck is he talking about? Like, that's but, a like it's not even a spoiler until you get to the big giant baby, and it's like, well, that doesn't make any sense. <laughs> My favorite so, question he asked was, "So, like, what do people say it all means?" And I was like, "I don't think anyone knows. <laughs> I've heard theories, but I don't think anyone. There's no consensus." Yeah, no. Um, but seeing, like, realizing things that I didn't realize were—I don't even want to say inspired by—definitely ripped off. From 2001 with said, love, but <laughs> yeah, but you poke. So Keeler is a huge Nolan fan um, audience, and you poke that bear every time because instead of being like with love, you're like he stole it <laughs> just to mess with him. Yeah, I do. Yeah. And like, so why, like, why do you have to troll him? <laughs> it's a little ridiculous how much he. Well, I think this proves it. Like you think i'm not saying he's not a good writer not a good director none of that but you think he's this visionary that he's created all this stuff when really like almost every artist that's ever existed on the planet in any medium he is taking the things that inspired him and repurposing them to his own ends and it drives me nuts when people are just like he is the greatest of all time. I'm like, no. <laughs> no, he's not. <laughs> he's taking from other people and using it. Like, just because you don't know what he's doing doesn't make him the greatest. He's really good. He's not the greatest of all time. I would argue that somebody like Kubrick is in that, like, conversation. Who else is in that conversation? Um, I don't, that, that's tough. I think Kurosawa was in that conversation. Yeah. And that's from somebody, I've probably only seen five Kurosawa movies. But you've probably seen the five, you know what I mean? Like you've yeah. probably seen the ones that sort of define, like that's the amazing thing about him is you could probably see any five of his, his films and then it's like, yeah, you, you still can prove your point. In my opinion, at least. Cause even if you saw just like the straight action movie kind of stuff, then you'd see every action movie you've ever seen in those movies. Yes. Um, but um, no, yeah, I mean, they're few and far between, man. No, I agree. I agree. I think that 
Um, I wish that I was more well-versed in the French New Wave because I think that there are people like um, uh, Godard and um, Truffaut who are probably those people too. We just are, or at least I am not as versed in those um, as I would like to be. Like I can point at the ways Truffaut's influenced a lot of people I really love, um, but generically I can't because I've probably only seen like five Truffaut films. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, and so the, the, before he became like the Woody Allen that nobody wants to talk about, people like Woody Allen and modernly like Wes Anderson. There are a lot of people that are in those camps that think, and I, I'm one of them, especially Wes Anderson, think so highly of them that they're so brilliant. And, but they've never seen any French new wave films. <laughs> So it's like, well, that's kind of like what they're doing. So it's very conversational. It's very dry. It's droll. But that's where all that comes from. No, no, I, I agree. I agree. Um, I, it's um, anyway, I just I, I just took us way all away from 2001. Um, so here's the thing I want to ask you about or to say to you about 2001 and beyond uh, the trolling of Keeler, which was both fun and uncomfortable for me. Um, he knows I'm playing, right? Yeah, but he's also like has a giant heart, and so I, sometimes I'm like, yeah, he may know that, but he may, it may, I don't know, I don't know, I don't know how to explain it. I shouldn't have to protect an adult male who's not my child, so I'm not going <laughs> to protect them. But I feel protective. I love Keeler. I, I will apologize to him next time I see him. No, and then he's gonna go. No, man, I know, and I'm gonna be like, I'm, just, I'm the weird one here. I'm he's not gonna not. say you said anything. I mean, he's gonna listen to this podcast. <laughs> but here's my thing, though, is like that's gonna be the thing. Is like he's an adult, he's got it, he's fine. But I'm the, I am the weird one who is in the middle, who feels like you're being, you're picking on him, and he doesn't mean anything about anything. He just loves what he loves, and and then, and I'm like, you could be hurting his feelings, but then you're you're probably not at all. And I'm just projecting because I'm a sensitive little Nancy, and so that's that's terrible. Not Nancy. That's stop saying that. But I'm I'm a sensitive little baby about it, and because uh, that's how I would feel. But that don't that doesn't mean that's how he feels. So I need to stop projecting. How about that? Here's my first therapy session. Thank you. Thank you for this, Logan. <laughs> um, and so, okay, anyway, so I, I get done with this movie, right? I get done watching it, listening to it. The sound is so good. Um, and I'm telling you right now, when we finally watch Spartacus in the next few weeks, um, this is – it'll be my number one. 2001 will be my number one Kubrick. No question. Yeah. I mean, at this point, it's the only one I've seen in a theater. So you probably saw – uh, watch uh, the Tom Cruise one in the theater. No, right? I was too young. I was, I was like, oh, yeah, I, I, I forget with... how much yeah. younger you are than me. Yeah. So, I mean, it, I, I'm not that much, but I'm just enough younger that we have generational gaps, and that's one of them. Yeah, I would not have been even able to sneak into it. They would have looked at me. I would have been like the kid on BoJack who's dating Princess Caroline. Yeah. That would have been me trying to go see Eyes Wide Shut. It's such a, it's such a cheap bullshit gag that they make work on so many levels that's so good i love it um but yeah so so no i didn't see it in theater i've never seen a kubrick in theater this is my i saw ai in theaters which is similar to seeing a kubrick um i guess at all, some point i have to watch that 
to follow up, you asked me yesterday, and I realized I didn't answer you, um, but I do think we should watch AI to, to finish it all out because we talked about doing that in writing on Film Dispenser. So I think we should, once we're all done with Spartacus, we should we should watch AI and then have a conversation about it. I really, I think it's worthwhile. Okay. I'm, I mean, I'm down. So, you know, it, it's, I don't know. It's going to be tough for me to say 2001's my favorite, although... Well, right now I'm having a hard time think of, thinking of anything I would say. No, I think this is better. Um, even though I was bitching about the end of the movie. But mostly just because I was tired. So, Which is not the movie's fault. It's my fault. So, yeah, I don't know. It's tough. Here's the weird thing is I think Lolita's going to be in my top five. I need to, I really need to rewatch it. I really love puns. <laughs> And there's just so many good ones. And I just don't think, yeah, I don't think I can turn that down. Yeah. I, it, Lolita would definitely be up there. I don't know. It would probably be in the top three or four for me. Did you see randomly, did you see what's coming? Because I thought about puns and then jokes and it sort of led me here. Did you see who's coming to Chattanooga next weekend, next Saturday? No. Aziz Ansari is working out his new set and whatever he's doing post his controversy in Chattanooga next Saturday. Wow. Yep. And I, Katie has a wedding, so I can't go. <laughs> I was so sad. I really, uh, it, I know it's probably kind of controversial, but I really like Aziz Ansari. So. My thing is, he sounds like a terrible date. Um, but, but even the person who like accused him of stuff didn't like accused him of being a terrible date. Um, and so, but I also, I think he's a very thoughtful human being. So it's not even about taking a side on that. I want to see where he landed because I feel like he's, he's thought about whatever he's gone through and I want, I want to hear him talk about it. It's, It's funny because like my, my like association with him is Parks and Rec. Yep. No matter what else I see him in, he's always Tom. And so, like, reading about all of that, and I was just like, oh, it sounds like you went on a date with Tom from Parks and Rec. <laughs> you know, I, I, so it was very strange. Like, not that it's okay that he's constantly, like, trying to get in everybody's pants, but it was it was just weird. I was like, I don't know how to feel about this because I feel like if I met him and he wasn't that person, I might be disappointed. <laughs> no. no, I get you, I get you. But yeah, so he'll be here next Saturday. Wow. When is Cleveland Geekster? The next Saturday? Ezra's birthday week on the twenty second that week. Oh, okay, okay. I think there's another convention somewhere close by next Saturday. Well, that's cool. The dog is agreeing with me. So. There is. There will be dog treats. That's what he's saying. <laughs> she. He or she? Again. She. She. Gwen. That's right. Like Spider-Man's dead girlfriend. Yeah, I know, but next week I'll forget to and it'll be okay. Because <laughs> okay. I think I've asked you this like three times before. That's all right. Uh, somebody is either outside or a car drove by or somebody's home. So, you know. I don't know how the dog lives during the day without constant attention. (laughs) I think she forgets that I'm home because I don't really move around a lot. Mm -hmm. So, like, when I go in my room and shut the door, eventually she just forgets I'm in here. (laughs) Then somebody will drive by or come home and then she's like, oh, people, people, people. 
<laughs> oh man. So what's your uh, what's your plan for the rest of your evening? Um, I'm I'm so behind on all of the crummy shows that I watch. I haven't watched any of uh, no, actually I'm only one week behind on Fear of the Walking Dead. I know. Um, and I'm only one episode behind on Winona Earp, which is so bad, but I love it so much. There's a lot of Winona Earp fans in my Twitter feed. Uh, it's a big, there's a big cult to that show, I think. Me and Ryan were talking about this, unfortunately not on the podcast. Um, but, uh, he was on this, like, I'm not going to watch it. They killed off one of the characters he liked and, he was, he was like, I'm just not watching it. It's so dumb. Like, every episode starts off with some ridiculous nonsense. I'm like, yeah, but that's why it's fun, man. It's just these people. It's like watching uh, middle schoolers put on a play. Like, this is terrible, but it's so much fun. Um, like, they're just embracing the awfulness of it. And uh, so we were talking about it the other day, and he was like, yeah, I got called up on one owner. I was like, I thought you were going to be done watching it he was like well it's probably getting renewed for a second season and like i don't want to like you keep talking about it i don't want to be left out or is whatever. it only one season in no it's two seasons in. okay this is or is it three it might be three seasons in okay. um but uh he was like yeah you're right it's stupid but it's a lot of fun he was like i was looking into it do you know how popular that show is I was like, yeah, for the Sci-Fi Channel on a Friday night? He was like, yeah, it gets kind of ridiculous ratings. I'm like, yeah, if you get a million people to watch a show on a Friday night on a cable network, that's insane, man. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, you know, I'm like, it, it's like gender positive. It's uh, uh, LGBTQ, uh, all, all of those letters positive. Um, like, it's a very progressive show while also being a science fiction kind of show and also being incredibly ridiculous. So it's just fun, man. And there's not a lot of shows like that, especially gender and LGBTQ positive. Like it just, it doesn't happen. Yeah. So certainly not on network TV. Right. Despite, you know, their quote-unquote progressiveness. <laughs> well, that's cool. I'm maybe one day, but I doubt it. I'm not in any rush no, for I a mean, new show. I'm, I I'm watching BoJack, and I'm, I'm into the third season of BoJack, and that's all from your recommendation, and, and also the collective hive mind that says it's great too, but you sort of pushed me over the edge on I, it. I resisted for however many seasons it was up until this past season. So... Well, I'm uh, I'm now on the halfway through the third season. Um, I've seen the magnificent underwater episode. Um, watched I, it last night. I do regret ruining that for you. I'm a little pissed, but it's okay. I'll get past it. Um, and so, because it's still amazing. Because here's the thing: in the end, that it still works, and I would know after I'd seen it, and it would still be a fantastic episode. And that's what I experienced. So it's all good. I'm not pissed. I'm bitter. It's just a little bit. It's okay. Um, but it's a fantastic show. I think it's going to rank like in my top 10 shows of all time when I'm, if it continues to be the quality that it is. Yeah. I, I, it's, I'm so excited for the upcoming season and it, it's, I'm, I'm going to go back and rewatch it uh, at some point from the beginning, but it does all of these 
things, like the the uh, baby boyfriend thing. Like, it's just this. It's like three kids in a trench coat, like like that old gag of like they're trying to get into a movie, and everybody except uh, Princess Princess Caroline. They call it out on the show, like clearly that's three kids in a trench coat, and they just have this relationship, and it it's. It's weird because it's stupid, but then, like, the further it goes, it's just, like, it's almost like the not knocking the meeting people online or any, or even meeting people at a bar. It's this whole thing of, like, you really don't know people. You just don't. Like, mm-hmm. no matter how close you think you are to them, like, it could just turn out to be three, tr- three kids in a trench coat. You know, like it doesn't matter. Most of your perceptions of people are your, like what you're putting on them, not what they actually are. And it's so fucking brilliant. (laughs) So good. And it's, and it's genuinely funny. Like I laugh out loud every few episodes, like a lot. It took me a while to, I, I guess I still don't really like Bojack, but it took me a while to appreciate him and then eventually it just became like well fuck i'm bojack horseman (laughs) (laughs) he so his eyes are so expressive yeah it's amazing what they do with those little cartoon horse eyes (laughs) so it's it all runs together because i watched it so closely uh like i just binged the whole thing um, season three, has he made the, there was one major, like, detrimental mistake that he makes, um, that kind of just forever ruins, uh, a relationship he might have had. I have to be really careful about how I loot things. Um, I don't think so. Okay. Yeah, no, yeah, I don't, I can't think of anything like that. Um, he, um... The funny thing is we'll probably hang up like, oh, yeah, this thing. Um, but no, I don't think so. He's um, the owl is gone, um, which was so funny. Um, and no, That's, no, nothing. Um, what's his name? Oh, God. The actor that does the voice. It's a male who does his girlfriend, the female owl. Oh, no, I'm thinking of another character. Yeah. The, no, what's uh, what's her name? Phoebe from Friends does the female. Oh, owl. That, that's right, Lisa Kudrow. So, what, it's what, amazing. What is the old producer? I thought he was an owl. No, he's some other weird bird. Oh, okay. And there's like a turtle old producer. That's J.K. Simmons. He's the best. <laughs> he's pretty great. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, nothing crazy and detrimental. But well, I mean, lots of crazy and detrimental, but nothing that seems to sync up with what you're describing. Uh, it's it's such a good show, and if, I keep trying to get Ryan to watch it. Although I probably shouldn't, he's probably not in a good enough headspace to watch something that's just like all life is terrible, nothing you do matters. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know if anyone ever is, but I just sort of say, but that's Hollywood, so it's not me. It's not my life. Is it weird that it like re like? Even thinking about it, like, reaffirms a lot of stuff for me. Like, it makes me feel good while also depressing me at the same time. Nah, it's not weird. It's, it's not like, weird. yeah, that's kind of how I feel. 
as depressing as that is. Oh, man. Well, I can feel myself fading. I am tired. <sighs> it's been quite a long day. Yeah, it's been a long week, man. I got to a point today and I realized I had not taken a break all day. And it was like 3 p.m. Like, what happened? I hate we didn't get to do any what-if questions, but we can save them for next week. I left the book upstairs, too, so I, I totally forgot about it. We'll definitely do that, and then I have no idea what else we'll talk about. We had stuff to talk about this week. Yeah, a lot. Oh, I was going to ask you, I guess I could ask you off the podcast, did you give Ezra his car? I did. He freaked out. He's been playing. Not, I was going to say he's been playing with it all day, but he. But I gave it to him when I came home today. Um, so from the time I came home about 4.45 to the time he went to the bath, which is around 6, he was like all in on that car. And so he'll be all playing with it tomorrow. He loves it. That's Bra- awesome. he, he calls it Brown Ez car. That's awesome. Because he can't say Ezra. He can only say Ez. So it's Brown Ez car because it's got Ezra on it. He recognizes Ezra Bridger. We've taught him. That's so crazy. Yeah. yeah. His school stuff's going good, too? Yeah, he had another day today. He's um, he's uh, doing very well. We think he's teacher's pet. Um, Katie happened to pull up early uh, to pick him up and was just kind of waiting and could see him. They leave, like, the gym and walk down this, like, sidewalk, single file to the school rooms and stuff. And she could, like, see him walking with all the kids. And he was behaving really well and, like, following stuff. And he's got two friends he's made and um like it's it's it seems to be seems to be going well he doesn't cry when he like like he gets a little nervous when he's getting there but as soon as he sees his teachers he is happy (laughs) and good that's good so and he talks more and more every time yeah it's (laughs) it's weird to compare kids to animals and i know you probably shouldn't but it really is like so you train this one bird to talk and then put him in a cage with a bunch of other birds that barely know how to talk. And then in like three days, they won't shut the hell up. <laughs> <laughs> that's about right. Because that's like with eight nieces, like that's how it worked. Especially four that are three that have birthdays within two months of each other. Like all it took was one doing anything. And then all of a sudden the other two were like, oh, wait, oh, I got it. I can do that, too. It's just like, oh my God, they won't stop crawling everywhere. So, they um, they, there's a couple little bad habits that tried to sneak in today, and we sort of we're we're good at, at recognizing and controlling them quickly. Um, but like he started to, he didn't get something he wanted. He started to stomp his feet, which he's never done before. And I was like, he definitely picked that up from someone at school. Yep. And I was like, so so we had like a nice conversation. He's good at like. You take it seriously, you stop, you have a conversation, and you stop doing it, like, instantly. Um, but I'm like, okay, we just got to watch this kind of stuff. But we're on top of it. And luckily, Katie's been with them for so long that if something goes off key, he should, like we know it quickly and can jump all over him. So it's been good, I think. Overall, it's been very, very good. So I, one more question, mm-hmm. then we can end the podcast. Sure. I'm looking at a seven-book lot of comics. <laughs> oh, God. It's seven of the first nine issues of Submariner. Okay. For $100. Should I uh-huh. buy it? <laughs> no. No. You need to save the money for X-Men number one and your bills and whatever else, but for X-Men number one. <laughs> I mean, this is... 
some solid stuff. I mean, you're talking about like 12 cent comics. I mean, that's that's an old book. Don't do it. It's a bad decision. You know how much I encourage you. That must let you know how this is such a stupid idea. Because then it becomes like, oh, I got to get all the Submariner books. It does, and you don't. It doesn't matter. It does not matter. (laughs) Well, there is no cure for that one. Because no matter what I do, I will never be able to afford the first appearance of the Submariner. Just get X-Men number one. Save your money till you can. That's one-tenth the payment on your X-Men number one. Well, if I find one for a thousand, it's probably going to be closer to two thousand. It's still a significant portion. Yeah, it's also a hundred dollars I can pay the IRS. Yeah, pay the IRS. They're they're tricky people. They can put me in jail. You don't want to be in jail with them. Oh, yeah. all right. Well, hopefully we'll be back onto an earlier track next week. So, although I don't know because it's a three-day weekend, so. Yeah, we're not recording Monday night. I can tell you that already. Oh yeah, I'll, I'll be driving back from Columbus Monday night, so that's out. So, but you, mm-hmm. we've been recording on Tuesday anyway. So that's but true. Tuesday's going to be your Monday, and also we're through with Preacher and have nothing until November when Sam Esmail's new show premieres on Amazon Prime. So. Should we do a crossover where we talk about the end of uh, Mr. Robot? Uh, yeah, if you want to. If we you can have Ryan. Yeah. Um, tell him we're going to get real. It's going to be like the real world. Three people enter a podcast. And actually, I real. think we might. Well, I don't know if we'll actually have a. We we can we should definitely do that. But um, our friend Jess, or, well, friend through the podcast. Oh yeah, Jess I saw. Atlanta, she's going to. She's on a Legion panel. I saw that on Twitter. She's going to try to record the audio. She binge watched the entire show. Like in a week and a half, two weeks, something. Oh, wow. Yeah. Um, so at some point, we're going to have her own, hopefully have the audio from the panel and talk to her about Legion. Because um, I would definitely love to hear, a, a, it sounds weird, a female's perspective on what the hell happened, or not what the hell happened, but what happened at the end of the season. So... Um, well, that's yes, cool. We might, do that and, might not do that next week. We might do it the week after. So, well, we'll tell we do that though. Tell Ryan he can come on, but he's gonna have to understand this is the podcast where shit gets real. And I'm gonna be like, "What's going on with your health?" <laughs> I'll tell him. So let him know. But he's welcome. We should do some sort of, yeah, that'll be fun. Something different. Yeah. I can bring the I can bring the if book with Ryan. Yeah, that'd be good. So yeah, no, I'm up for that. That'd be fun. I haven't talked to Ryan in a while. Um, yeah, we we had the realization, I think, on the last podcast because you don't watch Preacher, so you probably don't listen to those episodes. I don't know. Um, well, actually, no, it wasn't on the podcast. 2019 is going to be the year, um, Mr. Robot ends. Uh, I would pretty much bet on it being the final season of Legion because after going completely over to the other side, I don't know that you can go much further than that and after watching the finale of preacher i cannot see unless i just start making stuff up i don't see them going past next season because mm-hmm. they are almost there okay. so i'm like we're not gonna have a show after next year 
So, and our luck, they're all going to be on at the same time next year. So, we'll be putting out three episodes a week. I mean, you're, I'll listen to, it sounds like, uh, two out of three. So, I'm, I'm good with yeah, that. You're missing out on Preacher. You'll get there when it's over, though. One day. One day. So, anyway. Until then, I'm going to go watch a Juliette Binoche romantic comedy about her getting pregnant at the same time as her daughter. I'm probably going to watch Fear the Walking Dead. (laughs) Well, we all have our vices, both me and you. Maybe it turns out that The Walking Dead gives you cancer. I got no comment on that. (laughs) And I should just stop watching it. You should. All right, man. Well, it's been fun. Everyone out there, you guys have a better tomorrow, and we'll see you next week. Bye. Bye.